Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. Welcome. And you are listening now to the voted number one best new commanders podcast how are you feeling Braden? feeling hyped let's go number one thanks for all the people that voted what are we going to talk about today well it's thursday um just real quick before we jump into the podcast i want to say i saw a lot of people complaining about the amazon prime having the thursday night game so thursday night right now it's close to halftime or it is halftime and i for one think they did a phenomenal job. They knocked it out of the park. The pregame show was great. It, you know, I, I like the way they had Richard Sherman. He was walking down the hallway, you know, like with the players before they were even dressed. You know, they were on their way to the locker room. It made you feel like you were one-on-one. It made you feel like you were right there. And then, you know, Al Michaels is a professional, and the video quality is great. I think pretty much by now, almost everyone should have or have access to Amazon Prime. And I understand some people don't, but hey, guess what? Not everybody has access to HBO, and that's why they missed the Sopranos or, you know, just stop your complaining. And it's great. They'll figure it out. Maybe they'll let the local markets carry that, you know, in the future, but whatever, whatever. So. Let's jump into this episode. Uh, Sunday is the Lions and the Commanders, and it's going to be in Detroit. Uh, First things first, I don't know if you saw this or not, Braden, but um, Brian Robinson was actually back, and he was participating in some activity drills. You know, the ladder, the the running back drills. Yep, yep. You know. Yeah, I saw the video. He looked good. Looked quick. I mean, I, I yeah, I couldn't tell he was injured. Um, did we know his timeline on his injury? No, they still haven't said. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. So it looks like he's making good progress. I would, I would assume, if not this week, definitely in week three. I think it looks. I mean, by the video, it looked like he'd be ready. I could be. I could be wrong there. But. Well, I, they put him on IR, I believe, right? So he no, has he to miss four. Oh, wow. So, what you're saying is. Week five, he should be in. Yeah, yep. As soon as he's able to be in, he should be in. It, that video, I mean, no contact or nothing, obviously, but he looked like he was moving without a problem. Yeah, I thought he was moving pretty good. I think, obviously, the leg that didn't, you know, didn't get shot looked a little fast. He looked a little, you know, hesitant. But it's his first day back, yeah. so and he still has weeks yeah. to go. I mean, this is this is a very good sign. So obviously, this isn't going to be something that's going to be a mid-year, an mm-hmm. end-of-the-year thing. Yeah, he looks good now. He's right on pace to be right there. Um, so that's just absolutely fantastic news. Yep. Yeah. Um, on a, another injury front, so on the Lions side, right, um, 
DeAndre Swift has missed all of all of practice all week. Okay. Um, there was some rumor that you know you got to watch that like he might not be in this game. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he made a statement today, and he said he's one hundred percent playing in this game. He's okay. Mm-hmm. What's his injury? An ankle injury. Okay. Um, I believe he probably will play. But I also believe that you say things that aren't necessarily always true. Yeah. And if you were 100%, you would be practicing. So, did he get hurt in the Philly game, or what was I guess, you know what I mean? I didn't watch the game. Okay. Um, he had a great game, right? So, in that game, and that's kind of what I wanted to touch on, he had 15 attempts, rushing attempts, mm-hmm. for 144 yards. Oh, wow. That's great, right? Yeah. Philly's supposed to have a good D-line, too. Exactly. They draft, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan Davis. Like, yeah. you got Fletcher Cox. McKibby Dean. And so their defensive line is, if not anything else, if it's not really meant for speed and to get to the quarterback, it is meant to stop the opposing rusher, which if you're getting 144 rushing yards, I would say they failed. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> Now I understand why they put up 35 points up, you know. They just run it all day. But DeAndre Swift, whether he's playing or not, it shouldn't really matter on the outcome of the game. Washington, you know, they should still get a win regardless and stop the run regardless of who's it. Because it's not like Swift is some elite back. Um, Well, that's to be determined. I don't know. I think DeAndre Swift is actually a very good back in this league. Uh, he's He's young. So maybe he doesn't have that name quite yet, but I remember him coming. I remember him actually being in, um, I guess it was the high school. Um, St. Joe Prep. Yes, St. Joseph Prep. And I always talk about how they get all the, like Marvin Harrison's uh, son went there and they get all like the the uh, NFL players, kids, you know, go there. To, and I, and I, I remember him in high school when I remember thinking how great he was. So, He's young. He's got a lot of potential. I won't say he's not great. I won't say he is great. Yeah. He's he's a guy who's got a lot of potential. And if he's coming in with a nagging injury, he's coming in with a nagging injury. But it looks like he will play. Okay. Um. And on that note, so I don't know if you know this or not, or I don't know if our fans know this, but the Detroit Lions have been underdogs. 24 straight games. That dates back to November 22nd of 2020. Mm. They are favored to win this game. Yeah, I don't know how. Washington just won last week. I think, you know, roster-wise, I think it's pretty clear to the average NFL fan that Washington has a better talented team. And, yeah, we won last week. They lost last week. What makes what makes them favored? They're home. <laughs> That's not, like I don't know. I have no idea as well. What I can say is normally I don't like to go against what Vegas says, but you know because those guys seem to know a little bit. Um, Detroit was on hard knocks, so I feel like some of the teams that are on that show get a little bit of a bump. Um, apparently their offensive and defensive lines 
are really good. You know, those are something that the average fan, if you're not a fan of that team, you really don't know because we only hear of the stars, right? Yeah. You only hear of quarterbacks, yeah. running backs, receivers. They took, um, they took Aiden Hutchinson first round this year. Last year, I think it was the first round they took that tackle, Panay Sewell or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been building up the line. And that was what I heard. The one thing that really stuck out when you watched that game, so exactly what you just said, the Eagles were supposed to have the best or one of the best defensive lines in football, and their offensive line was good enough, or should I say so good, that they allowed their running back to rush for 144 yards. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Many players on the offensive and defensive lines for those teams, you know what I mean? Like you said, I know those two players, they were drafted high, but apparently maybe that's what Vegas is looking at and and because I don't think it's necessarily the quarterback position. I don't know any other position that they're great at. Yeah, me neither. Um, speaking of the quarterback position, so... This dates back to the 2016 draft, right? The number one overall pick to the Rams was Jared Goff. The number two overall pick to the Philadelphia Eagles is Carson Wentz. Mm. And neither one of those teams, so you go one and two, both of those teams at that minute said, we have our guy for the next 10 years. We have our guy for the next 15 years. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you envision. You're taking a guy one and two. Yep. And neither of the guys are with the team that they were drafted with in mm-hmm. 16, and that's not that long ago. Nope. That's kind of insane. That's, yeah. You know. And it's more insane considering the fact that both both players pretty much led their team to a Super Bowl. I mean, I mean Nick, you can say Nick Foles, but Carson Wentz was – Second in MVP voting that year or whatever, and he got everyone knows he tore his ACL in the regular season. So who knows he might have won it, maybe not. And you know you don't know if Philly would have won the Super Bowl that year with him in. But bottom line, Philly won the Super Bowl the year MV the Carson Wentz MVP year was happening. And then Jared Goff, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but against the Patriots, he took them there and they lost. So it's it's surprising, but it's like People are like, you know, they can watch the game and be like, that's the reason they're losing. The team's amazing. Absolutely correct. <laughs> um, to feed off of that, so that's what the Rams coaching staff, they, they didn't come out and say it, but they came out and said it. They said, Jared, you got us here, but you didn't win it. Um, We need somebody that can win it. You are okay, but you're not that good. And... They made the trade, they got Matt Stafford, and they win the Super Bowl. So, obviously, they're correct. Obviously, Jared Goff maybe was not a great quarterback. Maybe he was a quarterback that was just on a great team. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, I do not believe was surrounded by talent. I think Carson Wentz was on a team that just kind of was on the forefront of the RPO. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like I've told you before with Kaepernick and RG3, and when the pistol first came out, 
when a defense doesn't know what you're doing offensively, you have that advantage. But give it a year or two, and the defense catches up. So the Philadelphia Eagles were kind of on the forefront of the RPO, and Carson Wentz had an MVP season. Um, both teams decided, hey, look, these guys are good, but they're not great. I don't think we can really win with them in the long term. So we're going to make moves to somebody that we think is better. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, Detroit gets the number one pick you know, from that season. We get the number two pick from that season. So we have number one versus number two this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it should be fun. Um, yeah. I mean, let's see uh, if any of them can prove themselves and show that they're worth any of those values being taken that high and later on in their career. Wentz, I mean, Wentz has the upper hand being on a team with way more potential and already starting at 1-0 than golf, so hopefully we get the Washington train even with him. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Wentz is in a way better position than Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. I don't know really who they have at wide wide receivers, you yeah. know what I mean, versus I feel like Wentz has weapons here. Oh, yeah. You got, I mean, three guys right now that could maybe be ones the way it's yeah, looking. Possibly. I mean, there's speed. You know, this offense has the potential to be explosive. Yeah. Um, Moving on to something I saw. So there's also a lot of people who are kind of ripping into Jack Del Rio today. So Jack Del Rio has a press conference and I'll ask you what you think, and then I'll give my opinion on it. He was just asked a question about Jamin Davis. And his response was, well, Jamin had a so-so performance. Um, and he said he's got to play better. Yeah. So he said so-so performance. He didn't mm-hmm. rip him. Yeah. He didn't praise him. And he said he has to play better. Um. And he also goes on to say he will get better as the season goes on. And he said he had a very good training camp. So he was actually surprised by, I guess, how poorly he played. Like, he expected more. When you look at how the training camp went versus how the game went, he was kind of... Disappointed? Yeah, or shocked or whatever. So... But all of a sudden, people are saying, oh, well, that's because Jack Del Rio this and Jack Del Rio that. And he's pointing the finger and he's placing the blame and blah, 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 blah. What's your, like, you know what I mean? Did, is Jack wrong? I'm, a, I'm on the Jack Del Rio side or, yeah, like, I don't if, I don't think Jack Del Rio did anything bad. Um, Like, Jamin Davis, he doesn't have, it's not like, you know, Carson Wentz, where Carson Wentz has a big platform, or you know, not that many people in the league that are non-Washington fans really know Jamin Davis, and he was taken in the first round last year, and so like being, and a lot of the fans thought that was like a reach to take him in the first round. So to be hard on him and expect more out of him than others, and that's what what like Jack Del Rio trying to so and so call him out at a press conference isn't going to make a big storyline versus, you know, if they called out Carson Wentz or another team called out a starter player. It's Jamin Davis. It's not going to 
affect anything. So I think, I think, yeah, that it is good he did that. I think he needed that. So, what I'll say is, I kind of have three different vantage points here, which is normally only two, but so I'm going to piggyback off what you just said. The very first thing is, Washington messed up. Washington should not have drafted him when they did. Oh, yeah. That's really the mistake. So, if that's a Ron Rivera, or if that's, you know, GM or owner or whomever makes that call, really they put this young man in a position to fail because when you're drafted that high, you are expected to be better. You're expected to be a starter, and you're expected to impact the game first and foremost. So he should not have been drafted where he was drafted. So that's just, you know, on the organization. Now back to actually Del Rio's comments, though. Um, I agree. So twofold here. I agree. One, you you want to keep things in house. So if you're a player or a coach, whatever, you really never want to criticize one another in the media. So that leads me to the next thing is maybe there's more here. So this, so for all the people who are trying to rip Del Rio and saying he was wrong here, what we don't know is for how many weeks now has he been taking this young man in the locker room maybe and saying, you're still not doing this right. You're still not doing this right. You're still not doing this right. And he's still just not getting it. I mean, we're in what, year two? Mm-hmm. And... He didn't rip him either. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no. I'm so sick and tired also. So now I'm going to get to the last point. I'm so sick and tired of these people who are so scared to get their feelings hurt. Oh, yeah. You know what Bill Parcells would have said? He, <laughs> he probably would have said, Get your helmet, get your shoulder pads, and get the hell off of my field. Yeah. He wouldn't say he had a so-so. He would say he sucked. Mm-hmm. So Jack Del Rio's harsh comments were not harsh at all. Like, he didn't praise him. He's maybe trying to finally, like, light a fire under him. Like, he's trying. Like, maybe he has talked to him privately. And maybe that ain't working. So maybe he's to the point where, okay, I'll just say it out here in front of everybody. Like, yeah. What I got out of that was this. Jack Del Rio says, I see potential in this kid. He had a great training camp. So I'm surprised he's not where I thought he would be. Or I thought he was further along, but he had a hiccup here in this game. As the season goes on, he is going to get better. He... You can't say a man is ripping a guy when he's telling you he looked really good early. He had a bad game, but he's going to do really good later. Yeah. Like, that's just, people are nitpicking. Yeah. Drop it. Yeah. And if and if he can't take it, if Jamin Davis can't take it, well, he shouldn't be in an NFL locker room. Nope. All yeah. right. 
There's people nitpicking are probably the same people that said Redskins were offensive. It's it people will just nitpick over anything. You know. But it is what it is. I saw Jamin Davis after it. He goes, I can play better. He agrees. Like they're all on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to divide this locker room. Let these coaches coach. There's different forms of motivation. As a leader, you got to know your people and you got to know how to get through to them. So I can try to build you up one way, or some people may need to, you know, some people you pat them on the back to build them up, other people you give them a kick in the rear end, right? Yeah. Everybody has different motivation. Everybody gets motivated differently. So yeah. let these coaches coach. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know more than us. So. And like I said, hey, and I the on the last on the last one, I said, and I loved how Coach Ron Rivera is building up Carson. Mm-hmm. Like Carson's somebody right now who doesn't need a negative comment here and there. Like everything's gotta be positive. So yeah. sometimes you gotta Sometimes you got to be harsh on somebody to build them back up, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um uh, I guess we'll just get in, you know, the predictions here. Um I'm going to go with I see Washington I see Washington not having that hard of a time, but I don't see them running away with this game. I'm going to say Washington Probably should be leading this game pretty much the whole time, mm-hmm. and I and I have them coming up twenty-seven to twenty. Okay, I have uh, some similar to that. Um, yeah, I see Washington taking the lead and staying with it. Yeah, the, pretty much the entire game. Um, last game, what we put up twenty-eight. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna get more than that. I think the offense looked good. Uh, I think we hit some roadblocks along the way. So this week, I think we're gonna do a little bit better. And put thirty-one up on the board, and I don't think Detroit has that good of an offense, and I think we are going to hold them to twenty points, the eleven-point game. All right, you got them. You got you. Know, yeah. Nice. Both of us have Washington winning. They're being two and zero. Um, I think Commander Baby, he's waiting. He wants to come in. He wants okay. to give his prediction. He likes doing his predictions, you know. So, I guess we'll let him come in. Commander Baby in. All right, let's let him on in. Yo, Commanders! I told you we was going to beat the Jags, and you guys were all scared like a bunch of wits. Well, guess what? Washington is going to go up there, and we are going to do the Lion King on the Lions. We're going to go up there and do the Tiger King. We're going to smack him around. We're going to throw him in a little cage. Exotic Joe might come out and ride one. I don't know what's happening with him. I don't know what's going on with the Lions. I just know Jared Goff sucks. I know the whole Lions sucks. And I know one thing. If Dan Campbell wants to bite kneecaps, well, I'll bite his kneecap off. Washington wins this. Easily. Stop it. This game is not even close. It's going to be 38-17.
Commanders, baby! Whoa! All right, 38-17. I can... That's reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah, I mean, he was a little insane last time he gave a prediction, but I agree with you. I think that's... I mean... I mean, it'd be a good game. That's... It'd be a good game they played if that was a score. Yeah. Maybe Heineke would be in at that point. They got that many points. I don't know. Anyways, I'm done. Are you? Yeah, I'm done. So this has been... The number one voted podcast, Commanders Uncensored. Boom! So long, farewell, our readers saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight.